Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode of Another Happy Pod is going to contain spoilers. If you've not experienced the content yourself, please go ahead and do so before coming back and listening to the boys ramble on about it. Thank you very much. Welcome to this audio show that you're listening to. It's called Another Happy Pod. I can see Nathan sceptically rolling his eyes already. I'm also joined by Nathan, who is rolling his eyes sceptically already. It seemed like a weird way to introduce it, that's all. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't forget it, I just kind of tripped over my words about to introduce it with the title, so I rolled round to it and instead just went for the placeholder of calling it an audio show, which is not wrong. It very much seemed like you forgot it. I didn't, so... I didn't forget it, because it was literally the next thought i just wasn't there yet my brain hadn't caught up so you forgot it in a roundabout way but i my definition was more poetic okay but basically you forgot it only only momentarily only shut up and ask me what the show is nathan what's this show so this show is where we talk about movies, pop culture, and whatever else you want to talk about. And we try to keep things just a little bit more light-hearted and positive. There we go. Job's a good one. Job is certainly a good one. Today we're talking about source code, Nathan, and I have a question for you. Are you finding it a bit hot? Is it a bit warm? Yeah. Yeah, that's is. not the question. This is the question, though. Another happy question. We are talking about source code, a movie that is dealing with the concept of utilizing eight minutes of time to varying degrees of success in order to stop an accident or like uh, spoiler alert where were they going to get to before the spoiler alert kicked in we have a spoiler alert at the start of the thing yeah no lawrence that's what's called a joke i don't like this hot weather nathan (laughs) this attitude you're bringing is very is very short and abrupt today anyway now that you've all been spoiled for the movie my question to you nathan you could go for the like the obvious what would you do if you had eight minutes left to live but i wanted to go not that obvious so you wanted to do a little bit better than your question last week (laughs) well full disclosure i did actually write that question out and then i went i'm gonna get ripped to shit for this i've got to do a bit more thinking so the question is you can travel back to any disaster in history (laughs) lovely yeah i know right fun fun holiday for you yeah um first question is a kind of a two part there's two two bits to it first question is which one yes and the second question you have eight minutes to stop it how are you going to stop it do I know what disaster I'm going back to before I stop it, or am I just dropped in? No, you're you you've got you've only got one attempt, but it's eight minutes. You're clued up. You're briefed. I have prep time. Uh, you've got as long as this podcast is for prep time. So like, give it forty minutes, give or take. Okay. So you have, you haven't got a lot of planning opportunity. No. But that's how long you have this in this hypothetical, because that's how long you have to think about it until we're done recording. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be pretty much preoccupied whilst we're recording, though, <laughs> yeah. so I'm not going to have a ton of time to figure out how I'm going to stop fucking nine eleven or whatever. But... Just like picture it as if you like you're in like a, a bureaucratic <clears throat> job. You have other stuff, other responsibilities other than this. This is like your side project. You're you're building the okay. source code. So what am I going to stop, and how am I going to stop it? Yeah, what what um what natural or try or to. what any disaster in history, natural or otherwise, um yeah, how we how are you gonna stop it and which one are you gonna <clears throat> stop? Okay. Nathan, it's hot and it's late and it's still hot even though it's late. Second heat wave of the year. Um I'm not a fan. <laughs> um I'm, I'm too warm, I'm too bothered. The country's going to shit. 
Um, <laughs> We're here already, are we? We have a prime minister who has decided that since he's leaving, he's just like gone. Fuck it, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. So fuck you all. So he's in fucking Spain or somewhere. The point is, everything's gone to shit. Okay, <laughs> and I'm. I'm I'm warm and I don't do well when I'm warm. But let's talk about this fucking train movie. It is. Do you know it's more of a train movie than I thought it was going to be? It is largely based on a train. Well, what did you think it was going to be? I, I didn't it was know. My understanding that you had no expectations or oh, my brain isn't working. No fucking. What, what am I trying to say? I didn't have a clue what I was walking into. Basically. Yes, you went in blind. That's that. That's the phrase. Much like fucking Jake Gyllenhaal did in his first attempt at Source Code. Yeah, and I, to be honest, like I, that's actually one of my notes. I felt very much in the same position he was in um, yeah. in the opening scene, where I was like, "Hang on, what the what the fuck is going on?" Uh, this was right. This this movie lived in a space in my brain where I'd never heard of it. But since you mentioned Source Code last week, I saw that it came out in 2011. I saw that the title was Source Code. And I went, this is one of them forgettable ones. You know the one where Justin Timberlake has time, clock in time or something? Time is time is money time and he can like, yeah. sell his time or whatever. It, it very much struck me. Justin Timberlake's time bank or whatever. It yeah. Is. And it very much struck me. Mainly the title Source Code. It just struck me as like, this is one of them movies. You are infamous for judging a book by its cover. We all know that about I, you. I am, um, but be fair, its title is Source Code. What's wrong with that? It's just, like it's. It feels Source Code. Can your be your favorite fucking TV show is called Better Call Saul. Yeah, you got. But Nathan, you better call Saul. That's what I'm saying. No, and you better Source Code. <laughs> well, you you better not. To be honest with you, it's kind of, it's kind of gross. Um, so you hated this movie? No, why? no, I didn't. I want to know why you wanted me to watch it. Is my question. I can't, don't fucking know, do I? <laughs> why is your <laughs> brain not working today? I just like I just for some reason randomly like a few weeks ago I remembered the movie Source Code, a movie that I had not seen since I first watched it in about 2011. Hmm. Um, drinking a beer, are we? For some reason, it pops. It's a pear cider, Nathan, head. and it's hot. Yeah, so I haven't. I'd not watched it. It popped into my head. I'd not watched it since I'd watched it in about 2011. Uh, and I remember enjoying the movie, thought it was great, and then I just never thought about it for the next 12 years or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and, now, and now here I am discussing it on a podcast. Um, but it's a good movie. It's 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 brief. It's efficient. Yeah. It's just fucking in and out, done, doesn't set up a sequel, doesn't have unnecessary baggage. It's just, this is the movie, let's get on with it, see you later. That was it. 90 minutes, in and out. So I, I loaded it up on Amazon Prime, I saw that it was an hour and a half, and I went, oh, he's done it again. Nathan loves treating me to hour and a half long movies, because they're the movies that he can be bothered to sit through. <laughs> And you would have loaded that up on Amazon Prime about two hours ago, lazy cunt. <laughs> Do you know what? It is. I like to be fresh. I like to go in. Yeah. I like yeah, to go in with tell. all my thoughts ready. Um, yeah. yeah. No, this was good. I, I. It was like I had no idea what to expect. So when Jake Gyllenhaal like woke up in this kind of weird dark room, and he suddenly wasn't on the train, and even when he was on the train, he was someone else. I was like. What the fuck is going? On? I was like, this. This is more than I was prepared for at uh, <laughs> seven p.m. on a on a hot day. I'm I'm not mentally ready for this, but I was strapped in. It is efficient. It gets on with shit. So why do you hate it then? I don't know. Why do you always just go to the fact that I must hate something? I like this. You, you don't like anything unless it's like about meth in Albuquerque. Oh, there we go. I was waiting for better calls, so I was just wanting yeah. to see if you'd go there. I feel like they rented a drone for the opening credits and then just went, oh, this will do, I reckon. Uh, probably not. Filmed in 2010, drones weren't really that prevalent oh, back there then. Go. More would have been a... Would have been a helicopter shot. The, the fucking the comedy police are out again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Were drones you not a thing in 2011? Not, not like they are today. No, they they only really burst onto the scene. I'd say in around about like fucking. 2015, 2016, I'd say. Definitely one being used in filmmaking at that time. Yeah, well, they busted out a helicopter, flew it around to one route in Chicago for a bit. i tell you what I don't miss and what I didn't like. I hated when movies did that. Just had 20 minutes of opening credits at the start of the movie. 
Like, Did it? No, not 20 minutes, but like it listed pretty much the whole cast. It was like a good, I'd say a good five minutes of credits. You know you know how those Raimi Spider-Man ones feel like an eternity? Even though I don't not... It didn't have an opening credit sequence, did it? Yeah, that was the big long fucking helicopter thing. I watched this movie today and I think you're lying to me. It was like 20 consecutive shots of helicopter like establishers. I'm just going to pull up a movie right now. I understand that I'm in hot water because of my <laughs> Madame Hooch faux pas last week. That was a bad faux pas. But did you, you cut that out or did you leave that in? No, I think I left it in. You bet. <laughs> I remember make. I remember <laughs> making a decision. I don't remember what the decision was. All right, so the credits... Okay, so we're on here. It's aerial shots of Chicago, and there is credits. Okay, fair enough, yeah. This isn't like a like an X-Men or Spider-Man sequence, though. No, but it's just like it's... It, it... I feel like this is more setting the tone than anything else. But I liked I liked how it just dropped me straight into Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, I didn't... That was the tone establisher for me. I didn't... Once once I was had eyes on Jake Gyllenhaal right. in, that, in that train carriage, I wasn't thinking... Some pretty establishing shots of Chicago. As well. Jake Gyllenhaal appears at two minutes and five seconds. I... So this twenty minutes that you're citing <laughs> is no. Uh, I said it not feels accurate. like twenty minutes. It does feel okay. like you remember the Raimi ones that felt like an eternity, even though they are about two minutes, if that. Uh yeah yeah. If they feel long, and this this that felt a bit long. All right. I didn't look into a thing about this. I was dropped in the middle of the train. Jake Gyllenhaal didn't know who he was, and this woman was acting like they were best mates, even though they didn't know each or he didn't know her, but she knew it's him. Michelle Monaghan, this woman, this Michelle Monaghan, it's Tom Cruise's wife. That is Tom Cruise's wife, to be fair. Um, but yeah, then the train blew up, and, and at this point, I'm really thinking, what the fuck is going on in this movie? Because <laughs> yeah, I had I had no clue. Did you have any theories, any thoughts, any speculation? What? Talk me through your process, Lawrence. Talk me through what was going on in that little head of yours. In my little head. So I knew Jake Gyllenhaal was the main guy of the movie because obviously <laughs> it, it's hard to get around. So when he died, that in, one out, did you? I did, yeah. So but when he died, but yeah, in, hang on. In my defence, he did get blown up in minute less than five minutes of the film. But then he wakes up like instantly. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I was a bit shocked and then I went, hang on. So there's clearly some element of time travel going on. But there isn't. Yeah, it's I like not time travel. Mm. It's more it's more multiverse travel. Really. Yeah. Kind of. They bring in Jeffrey Wright, they say to Jeffrey Wright, listen, you're a big fucking nerd. <laughs> so in the best way that you can, Jeffrey Wright, play a big fucking nerd. And he's like I'll do my big fucking nerd voice. So what he does is he goes, well, I'm Jeffrey Wright, I'm a big fucking nerd. <laughs> do, you not, do you not like Jeffrey Wright in this? I like Jeffrey Wright. I don't like his weird nerd voice. He's just like, oh, look at me, I like fucking numbers and shit. I, and he's I, like, see, I thought he was nerd. good in this. I like to... I think, I'm not saying he's not. I'm not disputing that. He's good. He's yeah. a good actor. He's always good. But he's just very clearly made a choice to be a big nerd. Oh, and yeah, it's like, it's, it's like Green Lantern Hector Hammond nerd levels of I'm that's nerd. movies that we've all seen and can understand so yes <laughs> most people have seen green lantern if, if not at least me once. especially me especially yeah i <laughs> never i never stop watching green lantern no, it, so that's a reference that i understand it was uh, so we're all on the same page it was good to see him because normally the most prominent times i've seen him is when he's kind of like open hawaiian shirt cigar smoking felix from the james bond movies um and this was very not what i'm used to seeing jeffrey wright do so i liked it quite a lot i d yeah i didn't really anticipate him being the protagonist or the antagonist i quite like the fact that he's kind of he seems a bit reserved i don't know if i call start. him the antagonist i'd say that's more the bomber really I mean, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, that's... <laughs> you, think, you know, the guy who's trying to destroy all of Chicago. Yeah, it's but he's not, him. he's not a ray of sunshine either, though, Jeffrey Wright, is he? He's a bit of a fucking... He's, he seems like he's just sat in his office waiting for some terrorist attacks all day, and he's like, oh, is it, I hope it's a good one for my little program. I, I see what you mean. I see I see the, the, the dot that you're connected, the line that you're threading there. Mm. But, he, I mean, no, I, I wouldn't necessarily say he's an antagonist. He's definitely... Um, someone who is complicated, I guess. Yeah. Uh, morally grey. So let's say for the people, and mainly to kind of get my head around it. Also, for the people that right. are just listening to this without ever, ever having ever seen Source Code, maybe you come for our witty repartee. Maybe you come for the incorrect pronunciation of words. <laughs> yeah, I did. I was just thinking. Then I'm pretty sure I just <laughs> mispronounced that entirely. Yeah. yeah. Then I thought. 
Maybe I can play it off as a joke, as that wasn't <laughs> witty. Sure. Uh, yeah. Anyway, if you're here and you don't understand the concept, Nathan is now going to sum up the concept of the eight minutes kind of in a parallel world essential thing. All right, I guess I am. How's how's that science work, Nathan? What you do is you get a you get a cunt who's just died. All right. <laughs> this cunt who's well, he's not dead, but he's like he's all but he's all but dead. He's like brain dead. His body's shutting down. He's like hanging on by a fucking thread. All right. You also have to get that fucking cunt to match another cunt in your um, tragedy, in in the bombing, earthquake, whatever it is, whatever you want a source code, you need to get this cunt to match up to another cunt in terms of gender, age, height, sexuality for some reason. Um, and is, then, did he say sexuality? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> Just, um, I'm sorry, Jake. Then, you can't go for this guy. He absolutely loved noshing dudes. And I'm afraid yeah. I'm afraid you're such an alpha straight Chad that you you can't match up with him today. And you're a sexual predator who only sleeps with girls 15 years younger than you. Oh my um, god! Come so, on now. It's true. It's true. It's Is true. he true? Uh, yeah, Taylor Swift said so. Um, so <laughs> therefore, <laughs> yeah, she said it while she was going to fucking Dubai to get her milk or whatever. Let's in a private jet. Um, you get a cunt. You match him up. You get a cunt. You match that cunt to another cunt. Um, and then you put that cunt into uh, the disaster. Just two disaster dead cunts cunt. having a jolly about. Just on a two train. dead cunts, but they don't know. They don't know each other. They don't interact. The, one cunt becomes the other cunt, and then he or she or they um, try to stop said disaster. What What would be a good idea though? Before you drop that cunt into. The disaster. Give them a fucking clue what's going on. Yeah, don't I, just don't just drop them straight in there. Not say a single fucking thing to them. Sure, I get that it's for like the dramatic suspense and for for us just to get confused for a little bit and, and just be dropped right into it. But surely, in a real world scenario, you'd want to actually brief this cunt and let them know that we're going to do a source code and there's going to be a bomb and in eight minutes you're going to die. So in that time. Maybe try to find the bomb. Yeah. Not just, let's do a test run just to watch him die for no reason. <laughs> yeah. And then when he comes then in, he's... we'll tell him and then progressively when less and less. <laughs> and then when he comes in and he's all confused because he just blew up, let's get angry with him and tell him to find the bomb <laughs> yeah. and to stop fucking about. So... <laughs> Listen, you dead cunt. All right. Would you just hurry up and do what the fuck yeah. your afterlife job is? No, It's I... not that difficult. Just die over and over again until you find the bomb. Yeah. And also progressively get closer to these people just so that you can continuously keep watching them die. Also, Russell Peters will be there to tell some comedy, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I um, Yeah, so that, that, that was kind of bothering me after a while. I get that the movie is being cagey because they are avoiding and skirting around the fact that there's a twist halfway through that he is dead. He's dead. He's a dead cunt. What a mind-blowing twist it was, and no one definitely saw that one coming. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's meant to be like a oh my god yeah. sort of thing because it's very telegraphed like right from the get go mm. it's 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 pretty well it's obvious yeah it's, it's very obvious I don't think it's ever meant to be a a sort of Jesus fucking Christ he's dead no it, and it, and it, I guess it's not treated as such either there was a few moments that kind of hit me in the gut but the main one was how from the start of the movie we're seeing what he's experiencing, i.e. we're seeing Jake Gyllenhaal, not the other guy. Um, yeah. We're seeing when he's in his like rest moments, when he's not on mission, we're seeing him and what he perceives to be his reality around him, i.e. we're seeing a, a human you know, move and think and feel and talk and all of this. But the moment that kind of broke me was when he was saying, he was kind of bartering for saving human lives. And then it just had this very harsh cut to um, the person he was speaking to where he is just text on a screen and that's his Mm. consciousness. And that just kind of the fact I think I love the parallel that he was he was pleading to try and save lives. And that's his existence. And that that made me go, oh, fucking Jesus Christ. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. There's there's no voice. It is literally just text on the screen, which doesn't fully work. If you like rewatch it, no, it doesn't because there's there's points where Jeffrey Wright just is not looking at that screen at all. Like yeah. he's fully behind the screen and he's talking to him, um, 
But sure. Whatever. Maybe they've Maybe got like making. an AI that reads it out or something. And we just, no. we didn't hear that. Maybe that's not our perceived reality. Or maybe just the movie went, we'll do that later, and then it's it, then we'll make it important from the midpoint on, I guess. Or maybe it just doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it, it didn't, <laughs> I didn't actually give it a second thought until this conversation. I'll tell you what, what do you think of, is it Christina, who is the name of the passenger he's dumped in front of? Yeah, um, again, Michelle Monaghan. Um, sh- um, yeah, good, good counterpart to him, I guess. She doesn't have a whole lot to do, no. apart from be confused and die <laughs> and tell him that she loves him, maybe, and then get angry with him, and then I couldn't, tell him that he's dead. I couldn't quite then... work out the nature of their relationship for a long time. Yeah, me neither. It was, they seem to be good friends, but then also they seem to not be that close. Yeah. Um... But then, but then she's like, moving to India, I guess. And they're also like there were just little things like where he was like, "Are they teachers?" Yeah, they, he was seen to be a teacher. I think they were colleagues. Um, so she, you would imagine she's a teacher then. I would imagine so. But there was other. But moments. then they're like, "Let's let's just skip school, not go in today." And like, not skip school, skip work, not go in today. I'm like, can you do that as a teacher? I'm like. Uh, Those kids just waiting for you. You gotta let someone know, surely. I guess the same with every job, really, though, isn't it? Like, as if, as long as anyone is dependent on you and your work, then someone's gonna wonder where the fuck you've gone. Um, yes. Also, I suppose if he's blown up twenty eight times or whatever, he's probably gonna be like, I actually don't care about <laughs> like my fictitious job. Um, no, I like the um, yeah. I couldn't work out the nature of their relationship because they seem close, but then they weren't. But then there's other things where he's like, "Scoot on over here, sit next to me," and she's like, "Oh, that's a bit sexy." Yeah, there's clear, there's clearly a mutual attraction. Maybe things that have just been unsaid for a while. Um, she's been with this other guy, Brian, who's apparently a dickhead. We don't care about Brian. Um, yeah. and now she's moving to India, but maybe she's not because she's now in love with Jake Gyllenhaal and lives in the source code. So. Yeah, I tell you what, like. You do have to do a bit of mental gymnastics for her to go along with any of this because in her lived experience, yeah, she's just got on a train with a fella. In his, I understand the life and death stakes and this is the perfect moment, you know, we're exactly where we're supposed to be. If I was her in this scenario, I'd be like, okay, maybe coffee with this guy wasn't such a great idea. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, I think as well, um, <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe not, but... Would he not just be like an entirely different person though? He'd have because to be. he doesn't know who this fucking Sean cunt was. He doesn't know his personality, what his likes are, what his interests are. Does he have a whole nother family that he now has to go visit on the weekend or whatever? Yeah. Um So he's just got to assimilate this new life, really. And then also let Michelle Monaghan think he is this person that she kind of fell in love with. Which so is, it's a bit weird when which, you think yeah, about it. Yeah, which is that. inherently disturbing. Um, <laughs> manipulative. Yeah. We we always, another happy part, we always love taking something innocent and wholesome <laughs> and then just peeling back the layers <laughs> and just making it disturbing <laughs> and sinister and dark. Join us for um, our new segment. But wait. Was there a sex crime? Da, da, da. We do have a new segment coming up soon. No but spoilies, but it does no definitely spoilies. delve into. I don't understand it does, this. <laughs> it does delve into the unhinged, but I think it's the epitome that, of taking something innocent and going fuck this into the sun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was also um, the comedian Russell Peters, who doesn't play Russell Peters. He plays another comedian, mm. but whatever. He just decided to tell a rape joke. Uh, just pretty much straight up. Yep. Um, so and he gets paid so a, paid one hundred and twenty six dollars for the privilege as well. <laughs> yeah. I, I did think about that. If someone, <laughs> you couldn't pay me a million quid to try and make a carriage of people on a London tube laugh. Yeah, but you're not a comedian, Lawrence. No, but y- comedians live for that shit. They That's they true. have an inflated ego, and they're like fucking hell. Tough room, then, I'm gonna fucking make this crowd laugh. The worst thing is they'll take that experience and then they'll go and do a stand up show and be like, So I was on the train the other day and this guy gave me hundred and twenty six dollars and they'll try and do something with that as well. And then I told a rape joke and everyone loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, no, but the reason I brought Christina up, um, I do like that although they do suddenly fall in love and it's like the love that transcends time, um, or whatever. Um the multiverse. Yeah. I like that, you know, there are certain elements that I think are played quite sensibly 
in terms of communicating that love to an audience, especially when it's not the sole focus of your movie. Um, yeah. Which is like little things where he's like, I've just spawned into this environment. Soda can, ticket. Don't answer that phone. And before all that shit happens, he's very clued in and in the knowledge. Um, and then there's other times where like the ticket inspector taps him and he jumps out of his skin because he's too infatuated by talking to her. Um, so there's like little moments where although he knows everything that's going to happen, it doesn't matter when he's speaking to her because he can still be surprised by those things. They did go out of their way to tell us early on that this cunt also has a very good memory. And he's like, he's like oh, what, super the, memory cunt. What, the guy that he's now essentially booted off the earth as a concept? No, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, Captain okay. Captain Stevens. Because so like when he was when he was in the, the capsule after his first source code... Um, he was freaking out and he wasn't really listening to what Goodwin was saying and she's like what are these cards and even though he was like having a panic oh, attack yeah. while she was going through it he was able to recount it all perfectly mm. without an issue yeah I do remember that actually I was kind of wondering <coughs> what the fuck was going on at that point so I didn't really put those dots together yeah you wouldn't um, so <laughs> so w- what did you think of his, his little task and, and how he like found the killer and everything the bomber and um, all that sort of stuff my first guess of who the bomber was was right. It ended up being correct. Okay. But it very easily couldn't have been. Okay. It could not have been. Because I like that how the movie I like how the movie kind of continuously makes these other people look guilty, like all kind of suspicious movement. Yeah. People can sometimes like enter the bathroom erratically. The one the student that keeps getting like keeps handing something off to that other guy, like oh you dropped your wallet or your phone or something. Um, yeah, uh, like those kind of things. They're not suspicious, but they're not like everyday tasks. So they're they're making a point of doing that. Um, so yeah, like I I don't know. I who did you have a, like an an initial guess as to who it might have been when you watched it way back when? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was eleven years ago, so I know well, I know. I, know, I just being honest. I maybe maybe watching it brought it back, but clearly not. Um, uh, no, uh, no, I I would have probably been like. Oh, it was that guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. So, uh, yeah, the fact that he kept leaving. I did. I did. I did. Rem- like, there was the possibility at one point that it was him, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, that was cool. That would that would have been a, a a fun little wrinkle to follow. I mean, it, it's there for like a second and then it's dismissed. Yeah. But I, I I don't know. That could have been something quite interesting I, to follow. I just I I kind of the first time I saw him, and they made a point of him leaving the train. Mm. I went. Well, the movie's going to have to have a reveal, so it's not going to be a suicide bomb. And then he was the only guy that left the train that was a character, so I was like, surely it's him. That's not true. He was the only one that left it before the bomb went off. No, because there was the other guy who he followed, and it didn't turn out to be him. Oh. You know the guy who went to the bathroom, and he was just basically racial profiling? <laughs> yeah, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the movie made a joke out of it. It doesn't excuse it. He was still, You still yeah. wrote him in like that. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't him. It was the white guy. Yeah, it was so. the white guy. It Racism was, uh, is over. It's yeah. It was it was the incel that looked like an incel. Um, it was an incel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fun fact: the entirety of his van, the back of, is CGI. Yeah, I know. I read that on IMDb too. Oh, good. I've got it open here just in case I run dry on notes. And I just saw him. Was like, I'll throw a curveball at Nathan. Um, clearly not as much of a curveball as I'd hoped. Can we? Tall. No, no. Um, so okay. the <laughs> maybe in a bit. Okay. Um, but what I will say is, uh, surprisingly emotional in parts. There was a little bit of a gut punch when he had the conversation with his father. Yeah. Uh, on the phone, that that did get me a little bit emotional at that point. What did you think of that? Yeah, I liked it. It was um, it definitely you probably hated it. <laughs> you're dead inside. No, I liked that it was very like. The entire movie had been building to like a reveal around his father to some degree. It was pretty obvious he didn't have a great relationship with him, um, and I liked how he did it. Was it? Because I would say the opposite. Well, no, but like it seemed like a high stress environment. He has to call his father, whereas like he wasn't like, can someone speak to my dad? I think mean, it was more the case of like, maybe I'm dead. <laughs> can someone <laughs> tell my dad? 
Um, oh, I, I don't know. I, I, I got the sense that he had quite a good relationship with his dad because oh. he seems very concerned for his dad throughout the whole movie, really. Oh, fair. I, I took it the other way, and clearly my interpretation was correct, so suck on that. Um. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it is. I don't think just because the last time they spoke it didn't go so well, I don't think that means they have a bad relationship. No, but they clearly had, it was clearly fractured to a degree at the start of this movie. And by the time they'd spoken again, it had clearly been healed because he was grieving, not talking to... He didn't know he was talking to his son. So we don't actually know what their relationship technically was. <laughs> I feel like we can no, we gather can, we can piece from it to... the... <laughs> yeah, I feel like we can piece it together from the information <laughs> in the movie. And it's, it, judging by the fact that they're both pretty fucking heartbroken and they're both having quite a hard time with that conversation. Yeah. I would imply I mean, maybe I'm completely wrong and maybe I'm being fed to fucking steak but it's actually dog food and maybe I can just I'm completely media illiterate but that would suggest to me that there is a good relationship there. But what do I right, know? Right, but no, but it, yeah, and it was healed <laughs> in the event of his death because he's grieving. But there was well, yeah, was because if you have, degree. yeah, but if you have an argument with your son and then your son dies, you're not going to be like, "What a cunt, yeah. though." Yeah, oh, you still, you still piss me I off. Told that him, one I told time. him he was a wanker, and there he went and died like a wanker and all. <laughs> well, you probably would. Cause... I don't have a son. <laughs> well, not yet you don't. Not yet. Um, let's hope your son does not die in Afghanistan. I would. I mean, yeah, it's the best case scenario you can hope for, isn't it? Yeah. To not die in Afghanistan. It is. Yeah. Um, uh, the can we talk about how the original guy that he took over, Sean Fenton. Sean Fenton. I don't know if that's his name. What? Right. The ending. The eight minutes surpasses. The train is safe. Yeah. Yeah, but, he lives in the source code. So he lives in the source code. He lives in the new universe. Yeah, he so he's it's created a branching reality kind of thing. Well, not really. Well, maybe I don't know. I don't know the specifics of how the multiverse travel works, but yeah, it seems to be that he now lives here. That's his rule. So just he's... fuck Sean then. I guess yeah. <laughs> fuck fuck him. Yeah. We don't know him. I don't know him. That's true. Well, she knows him. Fuck her. She knows him quite yeah. well. She thinks she's kissing him. Yeah, no, but fuck him. But she likes yeah. this new Sean better. Everyone on the train lives apart from Sean. Sean died, and now maybe Sean's consciousness got put in fucking Jake Gyllenhaal's body. Maybe he's just in that fucking slab, <laughs> um, in the in the little box. Fun. And then when another disaster happens, they'll put him in there. And they'll be like, Captain Colter Stevens is like, what the fuck? My name's Sean. I was on a train. What's going on? <laughs> this has gone very wrong. But <laughs> yeah. I am not who you think I am. They're like, no, no, this is all, it's normal for there to be some confusion. He's like, no. <laughs> no, I, no I, just... I'm a guy called Sean. I teach people for money. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like the kind of the irony of the um, how the source code is destined to kind of never get its credit, but work perfectly. If that makes sense. Because it works. Uh, too yeah. Well. So because if if it works, then you don't know that it's worked. Yeah. Well, except in the universe where it works, because they all know that it worked. Well, they seem a bit no. Because at the end, when they go into Jeffrey no, but that's the office. other universe. But that's the other universe. Oh, true. Yeah, I guess that's that's the source code universe. But in the universe where the train actually did blow up, they're all like, "Yeah, yes, we did it. Well done, us." Yeah. Good I stuff. mean, that train blew up, but. Yeah, was... the train did blow up. <laughs> yeah, well done us. <laughs> we, but you know, millions more were saved. So good, good stuff. At the end of the day, you know, <laughs> good on every us. Cloud. We successfully watched the live stream of a train blow up twenty times. Yeah, we're gonna go out for beers. This wasn't a hard they... day for us. I don't think they watched it, did they? No, probably not. But like, yeah, it's more the fact that the guys like we're gonna go celebrate, and I'm like, the death of people. <laughs> I mean, I'd probably more the saving of two million lives, but yeah. Well, every I'm a, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, clearly. Yeah. Um, one one thing I did notice is that um, 
every time like he goes back in um it ju- it just seems weird that the conductor would always ask him for a ticket but never Michelle Monaghan like oh not god even yeah <laughs> just <laughs> not once was she asked to show a ticket but it was a very big deal if if he wasn't if he yeah. didn't pull his ticket out straight away maybe so. we are oh there's a spider next to me well, maybe it's like when you get on a train in here though and you're like and you show your ticket, but then your mate gets on at a later stop, and he's already been past, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Or maybe it's... And he, like, remembers you. Is maybe. it like a spot check, maybe? Like, does he... Maybe he's checking one in five? No, I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah. Fun fact, have you, you ever... been on a double-decker train? I've never been on a double-decker train, no. Oh, yeah, they were, they were the norm in Portugal, where I lived. Did Not you, like that. Did there you was... ever ride it top-deck just to experience it? I used to ride it top deck all the time. Actually, it's quite, it it quite fun. Yeah, it was a little different setup from that. There wasn't like a big hole in the top deck for some reason. <laughs> was it more um, like a kind of an awful London bus? Yeah, but not awful. It was quite nice. Hmm. Um, quite breezy, was it? Aircon? No, not really. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not great. Yeah. But yeah. But you know. Uh, I liked the. I mean, I, I'm saying I, I liked it. Uh, it was a shocking reveal that. His body was like half blown off. Uh, that was um, that wasn't VFX. They actually made that. Yeah, I was. Um, they made a a practical. I too read that on IMDb trivia. Cool. Well, as long as we both read that on IMDb trivia, <laughs> then at least we know. <laughs> uh, uh, tell us at home. Did you read that on IMDb trivia? <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. Um, yeah, it was cool. It kind of also didn't look like Jake Gyllenhaal in one shot. Um, oh, I feel like it did. No, the first the first shot where you see his face, his dead face. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It, was, it just looked. I mean, I guess maybe they made it like a bit more gaunt, a bit. You know. There you are. Cut cannot be perfect because no. Lawrence will sniff it out. Um. Anyway, I enjoyed it. I know you hated every second of it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I was waiting for it to end. I had fun with source code. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal was very unhinged. I enjoyed Goodwin's performance. She's always good in stuff. Good old Vera. Um, Jeffrey Wright was fine. Yeah. Um, as was Michelle Monaghan. And that comedian. And Russell Peters, of course. Just wasted no show. time up there with his rape <laughs> joke. <laughs> with his rape joke. So, shout out Russell Peters. I used to love Russell Peters back in the day. I watched a lot of his comedy. Um, that explains why you're such an incel now. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> anyway, um, Nathan, um, I'm recapping you on the question. Please do. You are me. Oh, you are you. That is true. Uh, you can travel back to any disaster in history. Here are the questions: Which one are you travelling back to? And also, how are you stopping it in the confined eight minutes? You have. As long as this podcast has been currently about forty-three-ish minutes of prep time, um, yeah, what have you come up with? Nothing. I have not thought about it at all. <laughs> well, then you're then you're winging it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going back to a disaster now. Do I? I have eight minutes exactly. Uh, you have eight minutes from touching base. Yeah. I have eight minutes from touching base, and what does my eight minutes go up to? Does that go to like the point of no return? I guess the point of yeah, you've got you've got one shot at it. That's why. So you have prep time. So you're in a better. But position. say is but, but what like say if it's a disaster that an initial thing happens and then it takes like another two three hours for something else to happen. Like at what point in the eight minutes do I get put into there? You see. Um, you can decide. Like, say hypothetically, there was a big fucking boat in the ocean, yeah. and this big fucking boat hit a big fucking iceberg. All right, and then three hours later, it sunk. Right. Okay. Yeah. What point in the timeline would my eight minutes be? Uh, so you can you can land anywhere you want. You can decide that. I can choose. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> So here's what I do. I <laughs> I land three hours. I land it's the Titanic, by the way. Yeah. I land three hours before the Titanic hits the iceberg. 
I just changed the course of the ship just a little bit fucking to the left or whatever, and then I sit back and relax. The man's done it. It was an entirely preventable disaster. Uh, it was preventable. I can't because I, I have the knowledge. Because I'm going back with the knowledge of everything yeah. that happened. So I can't. I can't dispute it. He followed the rules. Uh, he has prevented the lives of how many people? Like fifteen hundred, two thousand, some shit. There you go. There you go. So there's I a, did it, boys. I I saved the Titanic. There's a lot more happy wives out there that are dying about now. Uh, yeah, but there's uh, one less very good movie that's been made. That's true. So. It was a good movie. We've spoken about that movie, uh, and next yeah, week we we're going to speak about this movie. Oh well, well, I love comic books. There's never been a real comic book, but maybe there should be because I'm da, kick da, ass. Da, da, da. That's the theme. I don't know what that is. Is that the kick ass theme? Uh, it's, no, it's not a theme, but it's a, it's. I don't know what it is, but it's a song. That oh, look at me! I'm, I'm kick ass's friend, and I love sexualizing women, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm Kickass's other friend. Hello, Aaron Taylor Johnson. I'm your Kickass's friend. We're both Quicksilvers. How are you? I'm. Oh, look, I'm. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, it's Evan Peters. Evan in Peters is. Oh, oh, yeah, Evan Peters is in it. Yeah. Kickass is one of those movies where no, no, we'll, we'll talk. We'll about do it next week. week. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh. Bye, everyone. Oh, All right. Wait. Okay. Oh. Um. So. <laughs> Wait, no, follow so, us and do that stuff. Yeah, dickhead. <laughs> so that was what we're discussing next week. Come back for that. It's going to be a great time. But we're all very excited. Um, what you all can also do is you can review this podcast on iTunes and Spotify or anywhere else you listen to it. If that, Why are you getting close to the camera? What's happening? I was just stretching my back. Oh, okay. He <laughs> seems vaguely threatening. <laughs> <laughs> you're, just, you're, you're just ominously sat there and you're like hey everyone review us and I'm just like yes Nathan tell you're them. looming over me and I don't like it <laughs> um, yeah so do that you can review us on iTunes and Spotify and wherever else you listen to your podcasts um, you can follow us on social media we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram we're on TikTok where we're finna bus so listen in do a dance and follow us at another happy pod. Um, as always, we will see you every Friday at 10 a.m. when a new episode drops. And if you <laughs> click right here, you can get stuff. Yes! He did it! No. He did it! No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Anyway, uh, who's going to play us out this week? What was the movie source code? Um, oh, it was. Uh, so to play us out, here is Taylor Swift with All Too Well, the 10 minute version. Something about it felt like home somehow And I left my scarf there at your sister's house And you've still got it in your drawer even now
It's like I'm paralyzed by it. I'd like to be my old self again, but I'm still trying to find it after plaid shirt days and nights when you made me your own. Now you mail back my things and I walk home alone. But you keep my old scarf from that very first week, 'cause it reminds you. Between us. <laughs> 